Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast to bring you a special report. From on base and off point, COVID-19 has struck America, and we bring you on base and off point, featuring your hosts, J.R. Herb and Vinnie Marshall. Life in the deep end. You've found us. Hopefully, you're taking cover and you're home with your toilet paper and your tomato sauce and your ramen noodles. And don't forget the ever so popular pallets of hand sanitizer. Oh my God. Good evening, Vinny. Hi, JR. Welcome to this special edition. If it gets any more special, we're both going to have to stop. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope you're stocked up on TP because there ain't any in the store. Oh, I got some TP. I got some TP. (laughs) I'm going to build the TP in my backyard. You know, I think the reason that people have TP or so much TP is not because they need to go to the bathroom. It's because they can't find those goddamn masks. So they're using the toilet paper to wrap around their face. Oh, I had not thought about that. That's, that's a, a novel idea. Well, for somebody it is. The thing I don't get is you, you, you watch these people. You go to, I went to, to, to the local market, not like the Kroger or whatever, but the, but like sure. a local place. Uh-huh. And, and the place is a little upscale. I'm going in there for coffee in the morning and just to enjoy my, my beginning of the day. Sure. You know? So I'm getting my coffee and I turn around and I see all these people are like like in line and this isn't that kind of a store. It's not like a, a store that there's hundreds of people in line. There's not hundreds, but there you know there's about twenty or thirty people in each little lane. Right. And they all have damn, they all have damn toilet paper and it's not just a roll. They have like you know five several five five big packages of this stuff. I'm like, what are you gonna what do? What the hell that? are you gonna do with that? You know. Last I checked, this thing does not cause. Um, explosive diarrhea. diarrhea. Yeah. yeah, I so mean, I don't know it, it causes are. respiratory distress. So what are you going to do? Eat the toilet paper? You They're know. planning on not getting it and using the toilet paper for... Selling it on eBay is what they're going to do. That's, that's dirty. Um, uh, Amazon took some people off, some third-party sellers. They were selling like eight rolls of toilet paper for like $69. What? You're insane. That's insane. The people are selling it out of the back of their cars. It's like, what the hell are you doing? I don't understand. Obviously, we're supposed to be in a society where everybody is supposed to find a way to get along. We may not all agree on the same politics. We may not agree all in the same religion. But the bottom line is pretty simple. We all don't want to die prematurely. Certainly not by getting some kind of virus where you have terrible respiratory distress and you can't survive. I mean, we have grandmothers and grandfathers and old people that need our attention. And you people are hoarding toilet paper. It's ridiculous. What the hell for? You know, I mean, can't we all just get along? I was listening to a, a, a radio station today, and they were talking to this young lady, a college lady, and she's she's uh, trying to do a GoFundMe page to do a thing called uh, um, something angels. 
Um, and it's it, what they do is that you contact them and you say, I need groceries. Okay. And, they, and she says, you can get 10 things. You let us know what 10 things you want to get and we'll bring them to your house. And if we can afford to pay for them, we'll pay for them before. And then you can pay us when we get there. Really? Yeah. And, and she's trying to do a GoFundMe page to help take care of them. Now that's, that's what I call, you know, putting your hands out and getting society, you know, a helping hand. I don't care if you're a Democrat or a Republican or, you know, white, black, orange, green, Chinese. Yeah, there's you know, two sides you know. to this whole thing. Yeah. And, there's the people trying to do the right thing and help people out. And there are people, and there are people just, who try to take advantage of it and, and make this and make money way. off of it. And this this goes Which to... Which is just, you know, it's, this, evil. it's almost evil. Well, this, Disgusting. It is evil. This this goes to the one of the first topics that I had, had written down before we started. It's the thing about perspective. You know, mm. everything you can sit at home... All right, so... I mean, obviously, we, we've got uh, uh, our military training, and we both have, have this ability to be resilient. But um, when all this stuff hit the fan and you're watching it on the news, you know, I, I think you're a little bit like me, and you like to project a little bit and maybe look a little forward and go, okay, this is doing this. It might do this. It might not do this. But you're not looking at it like the, you're not hitting the oh shit button and going out and stocking up on, on toilet paper or water or you might have some of those things anyway, but you're not going to this this bunker mentality about how you're going to be. Yeah. I'm assuming that's how you are. And then as you see this thing progress and you start going in the military, I mean, you've got to make some decisions at your rank and your stature with the people that you work with and you've got to make sure that you're taking care of them. So you you have a little bit of a different perspective, but at the same time, it's a perspective for all. I need to make sure that the people are around me, they're are safe, they're taken care of, they have what they need. Yep. If they have what they need and they're taken care of and, and you have to look at them and say, okay, everybody, go home and stay at home. You don't sit there at home yourself and go, are these people okay? You know, I sent all these people home. I didn't make, I didn't check and make sure that they had what they needed. I didn't brief them about what they needed to do. And now I'm going to go to the store and hoard toilet paper. <laughs> what? I, you know, I don't, I don't get, I don't, so, I don't, what, 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 what possible shit so literally I, and figuratively are you yeah. going to do? So I run a 15 piece band right. for the Air Force. Right. And, um, we were already told by the Pentagon, cancel all outreach. Outreach is where you go out to the public. Play for the public. Because we don't want the public gathering. Sure. You don't want it, yeah. We don't want anybody gathering. Right. Don't more gather. Than, more than 10 people. Right. Please, people. Don't gather. Don't gather. Don't gather. It's very bad. Very bad. Very bad. Not, not good, gathering would but be bad. But bad. So we canceled that for two months. Right. And then we said, don't, don't even start on anything on the third month. You may have started stuff, but don't continue. Just stand by. So... That's what I get from the Pentagon. And then from the base today, I got, hey, uh, what you doing down there in the band? <laughs> like, cleaning the building? <laughs> Which, it needs it. Oh, sure it does. You know, there's plenty well, of work to do. It's, it's beginning of spring. We have stuff from a decade ago that when I was in a band. thrown away. Exactly. And no one has bothered to take care of that building. So, hey, let's get to work. Roll up our sleeves, we'll get to work. It's always something to do to make the facility better. Um, and then in the afternoons, they could have rehearsal. As long as they stay six feet apart, you can still rehearse. Wow. Yeah, why not? Oh, sure. I'm just laughing at the six feet apart thing. Yeah. Well, there's plenty of room in that building. So anyways, my boss was like, have you thought about just letting people go home so they don't have to come in and be exposed to stuff? And I'm like, I hear what you're saying, sir. Done. So today we, we decided to shut down operations. 
people all have laptops, so they can go home and we can actually do stuff. You can write charts. Sure, why not? You can um, write EPRs. scripts. Yeah, there's all kinds of administrative stuff you can do, and you can also do outreach on social media with your sure. phone or whatever. You can introduce, you know. So there's plenty of stuff we can do from home, but it's not our standard stuff that we do. But I briefed everybody. Hey, here's what we're gonna do. Here's my expectations. Check your mail at least in the morning and in the afternoon. If you can't get on, let your supervisor know. Hey, I'm having internet problems. And it, God forbid you get sick. Let somebody know because oh, you sure. may have exposed us. Sure, you don't need that. Yeah, yeah. You so definitely don't need that. You need, need to, to keep in contact with yeah, everybody we, about we, that. Yeah, stuff. we can do virtual meetings via email. You know, there's stuff to do. So I don't know why I went down that rabbit hole. Well, it's it, it becomes a rabbit hole for for a host of reasons. I mean, you know, was, here's here's what's funny. So I'm doing the briefing, and I said, and if anybody needs hand sanitizer, I've got three pallets in my garage. And when the airman was like, "Do you really?" Yeah, man, I'm really looking forward thinking. I was doing this in 1973. <laughs> I was like, I've only been alive, but that, you know, whatever. No, I don't have. Matter of fact, I don't have any hand sanitizer in my garage. Well, uh, I was I was having really? a, I was having a conversation with my base student today, funny. and he happens to be uh, a retired captain in the Air Force. He was in, worked for the hyper. Hyper hyperbolic hyperbolic chamber, chamber okay he, yeah he's also a chemist all right he's a, he's a good guy right yeah but we were talking about how to deal with all this stuff and he said hey, did you hear the the guy from britain talk about the herd idea about how to take care of of the of the virus and i i said no but as soon as he started to explain it i got it right away when i was a kid my i got i got uh, chicken pox i was like uh right. 10 years old and I'm laughing because because when I got this and, and we called the doctor and the doctor, you know, still still would take answers over the phone and all that kind of stuff said, yeah, if it's scabbed and it looks like this or it looks like that, then you pretty much got, uh, you know, got got the chicken pox. And my mother comes in. She goes, yeah, the doctor says you're supposed to stay home. You've got chicken pox. And I just started laughing. And she goes, why are you laughing? I said, because I've got two sisters and a brother that you're going to have to deal with because we, we used to have a running gag about getting sick in the house. One of us got sick and it was just a question of how it got passed around to the rest of it. Right. Because take that as a microcosm of the world, you know, right. you, you're, you're China, you get, you get, uh, you know, uh, uh, sick and all of a sudden the next door neighbor, you know, somebody gets Taiwan gets sick or Japan or South Korea right. just because of it. Right. So she looks at me and she goes, Oh God. All right. And she walks out she comes back in with my brothers and my two sisters and my brother. And she goes, okay, I want you to touch your brother Vince. And, <laughs> and I'm laughing. And they're, they're going, what's going on? I don't understand. Mom's making you sick. Mom's going to, I said, I, what I, I just said, I said, you'll find out in about four or five days. And they all got, it, it was, mine was like mild and I got over it. My sister, Stephanie had, had pox in her mouth. Oh, it was terrible. So I felt bad, but I, but you know, not, not completely. Well, it's not you know. your fault. No, it's not. But, but that, but that herd mentality with this guy saying, look, if you want to get rid of this virus, you want to have this, you want to have everybody exposed so that we can start developing our own antibodies and how we take care of it. And this guy says, screw it. Let's just get everybody exposed now and get them. And I'm like, holy crap. What the hell is he thinking? That's yeah, a I mean, bit extreme. It is a bit extreme because a lot of people would die. Oh, sure, absolutely. People. Yeah, it, it would be it would be thinning the herd. It would, it would, yeah, it would be. It wouldn't and be that's the herd mentality. It'd be thinning the herd. Nature to thin the herd, but 
I think it's our human nature to stop that from happening. God, I hope so. So, yeah, I'm but, not down with that idea. But here it goes. It has. It has. Because my my parents would be gone. Yeah, my wife's parents would be gone. There's no sure. way they could survive that thing. No, no way in hell. Uh, my mother-in-law would be gone. My mom would is a is a resilient lady, but she's 80 years old for the love of God. Yeah. You know, I mean, what are you gonna, what are you going to expect? Uh, I, hell, yeah. I could be gone because I'm diabetic. You know, yeah. I mean, so there, there's a lot lot of lot of business to that. But in in the process of all this, you know, you want it's how you look at the perspective of all of all this. That guy's looking at the perspective of ah, to hell with it. Let's just get everybody sick and 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 get it get it over with. It's like get it over with. Do you realize what get it over with means? <laughs> it's a lot of funerals. We're, yeah, we're not we're not talking about about somebody taking a beating by their mother. You know, let's just get it over with. Come on, hit me. You know. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a a, a, a potential life ending thing. You know. I mean, so I, I, again, I don't need to run into the woods screaming. You know, or 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 get the prepper bags of twenty five year old freeze dried food. But, you know, the perspective is, look, this will be fine. We'll figure this out. You know, we've been around for a while. We had we yeah. had this before. The Spanish flu in 1917 was, that was very a bad, bad one. Yeah. The H, H, H1N1 or H, HN1, H1N1. You get it right the first time. Yeah, H1N1 flu. That was in the 70s. Mm-hmm. You know, then there was SARS. I mean, and these, MERS? These, these, yeah, MRSA, Mer, MRSA, 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 like yeah. Yeah, Mer, MRSA, not America, MRSA, um, uh, America. But uh, those kind of things happen, and when they do, we have to find a way to make it, make a, you know, make a, uh, yeah, make uh, America better by taking care of us. So it's all perspective. Is perspective, you know, perspective is one of the four tenets of the physical domain. Did you know that? No, it's spiritual domain. Spiritual domain. Don't don't start because I'm going to bring up the sexual domain. We'll save that for later, later <laughs> in the show. Well, Doctor Oz has, has announced today that while we're all bored sitting in our houses, there will be a baby boom. No, we should all have sex. Oh, thanks, Doctor Oz. Well, you know, I, most of the time I don't listen to Doctor Oz, but I'm going to listen to him now. <laughs> hey, Chrissy, <laughs> Doctor Oz, I, she, she, I, I, I have her, a prescription. I told, I told, and you're the cure. I told her that, and she said, she said, I thought you don't like Doctor Oz. I said, I do now. <laughs> Damn it. I think that's perfect. But yeah, I think you have to put things in perspective. Um yeah. I mean that's all it is. You know, every everything's perspective. You know, I mean, obviously if you're laying on your deathbed, you know, and you know you're gonna die, it changes your perspective a little bit. But maybe if you're looking at the afterlife, you're going, Well, I'm going to someplace better. Or well, I'm sometimes people that know they're dying have that it some clarity. They have they, some clarity yeah, they get some clarity doing. and it it does change their perspective and it's not always Negative is they're not always like flipping out, whatever they not me. I'm gonna be freaking flipping out. I'm gonna what from your private island, yeah, from my private island. No, no, you don't seem to understand. I just got everything right on the island. We just have roads, my we just got cows and I got free milk. I, I, well, just I can't got, die. I just got cable. <laughs> I had to run it through the ocean, this you know, cable. You know how expensive it was to do that? Oh, holy moly. All right, so do you have a tune that is... I um, do. I have one that's called Perspective. Oh, well, this might be the perfect opportunity. It all It's all perspective, JR. <laughs> <laughs> so, what so, key is perspective? Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know what key. Hold on. I have to look. I, I, I think it's in... F, G? It's in B flat. Oh, B flat. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's a ratten tune. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm tracking. We got little flashcards here. 
for the music. <laughs> Vinny, well, I'm sorry. Vinny, I write those at Vinny shows up like you just robbed the, uh, the, the card catalog at, at, the, well, at the local uh, library. Well, I'm, see, I'm, I'm, at, yeah. I'm, sitting at my, I'm sitting at my counter at work, <laughs> and I'm playing my bass, and I get an idea. So I grab the three-by-five card, and I start writing on it. And then I put it away, and I go, oh, what did I? Oh, there it is. I got this. Here you go. And if it sounds good, I keep it. Vinny Marshall, a.k.a. Dewey Decimal. That's me. Just call me Mr. Dewey Decimal. You can find this in the periodicals right next to the books about shrubbery. <laughs> I don't know. Sounded good to me. You know. All right. So let's um, let's put this thing together. We looked at it earlier. I like it. So let's, let's give it a run. Sounds good to me, dude. All right. Here we go.
right. Yeah, I like the, I like the little part where you go. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, mess around with the melody, kept yeah, the melody up yeah. there with that. Yeah, that's uh, that's I I love writing the tunes. They're they're, they're fun. Keeps yeah, busy. that was a nice one. It'd be nice when we get quarantined so we can write more. <laughs> I actually thought about that because like, I'm going to be home more. Yeah. So I could write well, some now, tunes. Now your kids are home, right? Or at least Something. part of your kids are home. One's home, one's traveling home, and one's not even thinking about it. So, so. Oh, oh, that's right. The other one's just staying put. She's in Florida. Right. So I wouldn't want to come home from Florida. <laughs> I wouldn't either. And I think as long as she's um, not getting in crowds and right. she works at a restaurant, so she's not working, which oh. is kind of a bummer. So How's she dealing with that? Well, she, I don't know. I'm sent, we send her money. So <laughs> <laughs> that's how she's dealing with it. All right. So speaking of that, I mean, we might mm-hmm. as well go yeah, into sure. this, into this subject. Um, so I don't know if you've seen the news or not, uh, <laughs> uh, um, you know, about all this COVID stuff, you know, it's, it's yeah, I've it's, been following it's, along. It's, it's just, been, it's just been on the back casually. page. It's been on the back pages of some, some casually know, following along. So, so Trump has a plan. You know what he's, you know he's going to do? I can't. He's going to send <laughs> Which every, one of his plans? This this one is for for uh, financial stimulation for the, con, the, the Oh, he's sending everyone a thousand bucks. Everybody over the age of 18 is getting a thousand dollars. And I'm going to do that. It for, sounds like something you do on a game show. Yes, and and you don't even have to send it back. <laughs> but you do have to cash it within 30 days. <laughs> um but it, it I think he's going to do it for more than 1 month. Really? I think it's going to be at least 2. I think. I think it's a thousand dollars a month for the next two months. Who needs Bernie? Fuck. We're just. I'll buy my free phone just, with that. With that two thousand dollars. You know what kind of phone you can get for two thousand dollars? Damn, fucking nice one. I, I didn't know they had phones for that kind of money. I'm sure they do. I'll get one with with the gold plated FaceTime. <laughs> No, Donald, the FaceTime is, I don't care. Just give me the gold-plated FaceTime. <laughs> okay, whatever. Yeah, so you, there you go, Mr. Trump, your gold-plated camera. Why can't I see myself? You Trust me, you don't well, want Well, I to. did hear him say, well, we're not going to send money to millionaires. Right, that's it. He's That's because Bernie, he, I'll be damned if I'm going to send it to Bernie Sanders. He'll <laughs> <laughs> put towards his campaign, damn it. Bernie Sanders, you're you're on your own. I, could you could you see Bernie Sanders like two, like two days later going, I want everybody to send me their thousand dollars so I could vote. I could get elected instead of that damn Joe Biden. <laughs> I don't want thousand you know. dollars. I want you to send me half of your thousand dollars. <laughs> you could keep the other half. Oh lord! And give two fifty to your neighbor, Bernie. That's like twelve hundred dollars. Shut up! <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> well, none of his math really adds up yeah, anyway, yeah, so yeah, that would be about right. Talk about fuzzy math. Yeah. Oh my lord! But Trump wants to give that thousand dollars out. I'm putting it in the bank, dude. I'm putting it in the bank. What am I going to do with it? You should spend it. No. Stimulate the economy. Come on, man. I can stimulate myself. Oh, that's, uh, I think there's going to be a lot of that going on, too, <laughs> in the next couple months. This and, could go for months, dude. I'm telling you. this, Ladies and gentlemen, if you're bored as hell, you've tuned into the right show. Welcome to On Base and On Point. Special edition. On Punch. On Punch. Welcome to On Base and On Punch. Special edition. Zombie apocalypse. <laughs> you see, they, they have like 16 different versions now of The Walking Dead. I was watching the commercial and there's like kids now. It's Walking Kids Dead or something, something crazy. What the hell is that? Walking Dead. Pet edition. Pet edition. <laughs> no. Fish edition. Fish. Pet fish edition. Pet fish. Yeah. 
<laughs> How did that fish get out of the tank? Run! <laughs> run! <laughs> it's flopping at you! <laughs> Quick, kill it! Quick, eat it! <laughs> now he's got it! <laughs> oh my god. It's like, please don't watch the following mo- movies. Contagion. <laughs> Those know. are on right now. I know, they put all these movies on. It's like, Outbreak. Outbreak. Yeah, you know, oh, the monkey goodness. dies, all this crap. Kevin Spacey yeah. dies, and, you know, all this crap goes on, you know. Oh, oh the, yeah, that's a that's a good movie. With Dustin Hoffman in it. Yeah. Who was the guy that wrote the book? He was great. Uh, Michael Crichton. Crichton, yeah. Yeah, he wrote yeah. a bunch of great books, and that was yeah. one Didn't of them. Didn't he die of the apocalypse or something? Isn't he dead? No, he's, he's dead. No, he's, he's passed, dead. yeah. He, you know what? He also wrote uh, Westworld, oh, which is on uh, HBO right now. I need to watch that. I, I, oh, I watched the original the... with Neil Brenner. I really like that one. Oh. So I should watch that, and maybe I'll have time here over the next... Yeah, well, that's that's a good that's forever. a good uh, topic of the COVID conversation. What will you be doing, JR? Well, I'll, I'll be checking my email and figuring out ways to keep the band running we have a budget we got i got work to do but there's probably not enough time to fill up a full day so i probably will well that's what, that's what i'm saying i'll probably I, practice my instrument because i am a musician yeah and that's part of my job that's cool maybe you'll write some yeah. tunes for us I, I might do that i i darn well might do that darn well darn well damn it damn it um but there might be time for netflix what's what are you watching lately Amazon on netflix Prime? On Amazon Prime, we watched uh, Mr. Rogers with Tom Hanks. What'd you think? Four and a half stars. Four and a half out of five stars. Oh, nice. I'll have to remember. You thought it was going to be like really cheesy, but it's about this guy who's got anger issues and he's a writer for a magazine and he's like the hit man. You know, anytime he gets sent to do an article, whoever he does it on, he just destroys him, you know? And he gets Mr. Rogers. He's like, oh, I've got to figure this guy out. So, you know, and he's angry. He's got issues with his dad. He's got anger issues with his dad who's dying. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. It's a really good plot. And then so he goes and interviews Mr. Rogers. And, and Mr. Rogers is like, Mr. Rogers. It's like he's it's not like the guy on the TV is a facade or right, a, right. It's, a yeah, character. It's, not, it's, not a, it's yeah. him. Right, it's him. And he's doing all the voices of the puppets. And he's watching them do the voices of the puppets. Hello, Lady Elaine. And all this kind of crazy yeah. stuff. And it's Tom Hanks. And funny thing is, Tom Hanks, come in, he comes in and you look at him and it's like, well, that's Tom Hanks, but he looks a little bit like Mr. Rogers. Five, ten minutes into the show, he's Mr. Rogers. You just, you know what I mean? Your brain just kind of like, Hanks does that. He's good. Yeah, he's good. He had the COVID. Yeah, yeah. He and his wife. I think they've they got, recovered. They, I think they're back home. They got they yeah, they got it in uh, Australia. Yeah, they were filming something in Australia. Yeah, he's got another movie coming up. I really want to see. It's another war movie. Oh, really? Yeah, it has to do with the wolf packs attacking um, shipping lanes during World War Two. Oh, okay. And he's like in charge of a convoy. At the very beginning, he's like. Sir, what do we do when these things attack? He's like, I don't know. This is my first convoy. Ah. <laughs> like, oh, this is not going to go well. Uh, this is my first virgin convoy. <laughs> yeah, that's my maiden voyage. Um, so I'm I'm watching the 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 show Hunters on Prime on Prime uh, uh, Amazon Video. Yeah, Amazon Prime. So it's with uh, Al Pacino. Really? Now, I only watched like two episodes, so I haven't really got into it like super, super crazy yet. 
um, mainly because I was, I, I've got this routine now where two o'clock in the morning, I'm up with foot pain oh, and I need till about four o'clock in the morning before I can really take my meds. So two o'clock in the morning, I'm up and I'm going, all right, I got to watch something. I got to do something. And then I realized that if I take my blood, I can have breakfast, you know? So now I feel like that, you know, the old person in Florida going to the, the 3 a.m. breakfast at Dennis. Right. You know, but I'm eat, I I take my blood. Blood's okay. Eat. It's not okay. I wait a couple hours because it is in the middle of the night. You know, and, and your blood changes in, before right. the morning. But anyway, I, I watched two episodes, and the first episode got me. It was like right away. So I, I was like, "This is good." And Pacino, I I've always loved Pacino. He plays a great part. You know. And now the only thing I'll say is this: there's a little bit of of uh, uh, it, it's a serious subject, but there's some campiness behind it. Like like they were introducing these the, the people that are in this this these uh, Nazi hunters, and they did it like a like a bar mitzvah. Now to light the eighth candle is my friend, and his, you know, and, and it's yeah. like, what the what the hell is that? This isn't real. Okay, this is just a like in some somebody's mind. But there's but it's it's kind of an interesting concept. They they go back and research all these people because because back in the day with when when the you know Berlin uh, you know was uh, uh, taken over and they they they. Uh, Germans, they didn't really sign a peace agreement. They surrendered, right? They surrendered. You know, so now all these people got out and they went to South America. And then when they didn't go to South America, some of them went to the United States and they, they hid in, you know, in plain sight in front of everybody else just as... Well, we talked about that on our episodes. Yeah, one of our episodes Operation, uh, was it Paperclip? Paperclip. Operation Paperclip. Yeah. And uh, Warner, Warner Von Braun. Right. That's right. The Von Braun he was, guy. Yeah, he was a Nazi. Yep. I just I, um, stumbled into an old... Did you say Pacino? Yep. I started watching Serpico. Oh, it, that's a great show. I haven't finished it. I just started that's, watching that's, it. That's perfect. I love that. Oh one. man, he is so good in that. Yeah, and and this is after, this is after The Godfather. I don't know. Yeah, it's after. Is it after? It's after because he was very young in The Godfathers. That's true. He's very young in this. Yeah, but he's not. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this he's is. He's very young in this. Yeah, I think that's the early 70s. Uh, um, yeah, I think that's the early 70s. Frank Serpico. Yeah. I am sure he's dead by now. Frank Serpico, that is. I don't know. I'll look it up. We're efforting to talk to Google Assistant or Siri or whatever the hell you're talking about. So. Hey, Google. So I got a puppy Friday. Is Frank Serpico still alive? <laughs> that's what not going to come up. Yes, it is. I bet it doesn't come up. Frank Serpico. I think his name was Mike. No, it's Frank. His middle name was Frank. He's 83. He's still alive. Get out of here. It's 83. Hold on. Francesco Vincent Serpico. Francesco Vincent Serpico. It's not Mike. <laughs> so there. <laughs> you are him. I am him. Vincenzo. Vincenzo. Yep. He is still alive. How about that? Wow. He's 80. He was lucky to survive. years old. And he's still well, that's alive. That's not too bad. That's... Man, they still got him, and he's like still my parents' age. Serpico, Serpico, you'll never make this. You'll never live, Serpico. We're gonna kill you. <laughs> okay, whatever. Frank Serpico. Um, and then last night, I should have finished that, but instead, I started watching Empire of the Sun. Is that uh, Bruce Willis? No. Who is that? Um, I don't know. It's some kid. This is in China, pre. Uh, Japanese invasion before World War Two. That's where I'm at right now. I just started watching it. Okay. But this kid ends up. I think he ends up in like a internment camp or something. 
where to follow next episode i haven't okay. finished that one either i'm like i'm like you know halfway into a bunch of movies right now it's like what i'm, I I'm watching one? a movie called takers with oh, okay. uh, a bunch of bunch of stars in it matt matt D- dylan is in it matt dylan oh i like it. matt dylan he's a cop in this one he's not a bad guy he was in rumblefish yes he was in rumblefish he was in a bunch of stuff. music done by who Steely, or, uh, Stanley Clark? No. Mm. Marcus Miller? The drummer from the police. Stuart Copeland? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's nice. Yeah, oh. pretty cool. Yeah, okay. So, anyways, we got a puppy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm bouncing sorry. all I, over the place. Yeah, I, I met the puppy when I, before oh, I came downstairs. Oh, Ella. And she's got, she's got those puppy teeth. Yeah. Holy she looks, she's crap. Just, she's about nine weeks old. And um, talk about getting up in the middle of the night. She wakes up. You should probably let me have her for a few weeks. uh, Yeah, take care of her. That's a great idea. You take her home with you when you leave tonight. Bring her back, potty trained. Potty trained. Be able to get sit, lay down, and roll over. Right there, you go. Yeah, and and we're we're talking about me, not her, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh wait, (laughs) who's from out of town? (laughs) So, anyways, um, I wrote this little tune called "Puppy Patrol" because someone always has to be on Puppy Patrol, or she'll be pooping in corners of the house, and we'll never know for like weeks. So. But it's a good time to do it because we're home with, with the. Um, it's perfect. It's perfect. This, quarantine this is, or whatever you're the, calling it, whatever the, people are calling it. I call it. A, I call it a quarantine. I can tell the Connie quarantine story. <laughs> Self quarantine. That's Putting with a, uh, a knife. Yeah, don't don't give it away. <laughs> Damn it. Too late. Yeah, you know, you just scared the shit out of me. I thought you were. I thought you were sick. Not me. I'm fine. You're in the same house. Yeah. But I was concerned. She's the one that's doing all the crazy he's, shit. He's fucking coming over here for a podcast? <laughs> I think not. I don't want to do the podcast, Vinny. What do you, what do you mean, man? I'm gonna, I'm halfway over there. No, just stay. No, no, stay, stay there. You, you get the zombie virus. <laughs> stay where you Stay put, it's, motherfucker. It's, it's, uh, it's World War V. <laughs> <laughs> I've got it, man. I've got or it. Vincenzo. I've got it. It's like the Tet Offensive. They're coming so, for us, man. So anyways, this little thing, she's bouncing all over the house. So I wrote this. It's called Puppy Patrol. Someone always has to be on puppy, puppy patrol, patrol making sure she doesn't poop or pee where she hasn't isn't supposed to so shall oh we play this let's I, play i actually brought a tune I'm, I'm ecstatic i'm ecstatic and you were, you were talking about what we're going to do next podcast oh i had an idea yeah so what my thought was we'll each write some um changes some chord changes right and we'll swap them and the other person will write the melody we'll have six minutes in order to do this before we start the podcast <laughs> you will be able to use the, the internet to give you some ideas but but you can't steal anybody's music you can call a friend you can call a phone a friend <laughs> and you and you can use you have to use it, it has to be written in pencil <laughs> because if you use pen it's permanent let's we'll, we'll it, it should be like pre Show up with the music done. Well, well of course. Well, okay. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sending you. You want it? You want this early? What's yeah. wrong with you? you yeah, this early. Well, it's not like you're going to be working. They're going to be shutting the music store down. We don't know that. I do. What do you? I told you I work for the government. You work for the government. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, David Duchovny. It's it's the JR files. It's the base files. The truth is out there. The truth is out there. So is my base. Can anybody find it? Where the hell is my base? It was here a minute ago. It's out there. Somewhere. It's like my playing. It's kind of... I know I left that chord somewhere. Where is it? Where's that G flat? I know I had a G flat chord somewhere. Oh, there it is. Thank you. I found my G flat chord. It was in the back of your pocket. I had it all the time. Oh, my God. So...
That's some right. nice music. Hopefully it's a little peppy, something that reminds you of a little puppy. Peppy puppy. Ladies and gentlemen, we present Puppy Patrol. Breaking news. <laughs> There's a puppy loose in Kettering, Ohio. Ladies and gentlemen, the Puppy Patrol. Or the Puppy Peas Often Patrol. The Piss Poor Puppy Patrol. The Poops. The Puppy Poops. Prematurely. 
on a pedestal. Chrissy, we're watching Ross the dog, Cassie's dog. Oh, I, it's a good looking dog. Ross is a really nice dog. Ross, I'm going to miss Ross because Ross, I think, is going to wind up going to the bio dad, uh, Cassie's old uh, boyfriend, because Cassie doesn't want to take him to Sicily. And she figures she's not going to be able to do that. So she didn't want to give him to us. Chrissy, I, uh, now Chrissy likes the dog. Yeah. But the bio dad really wants the dog. Oh. And we're, I think we're going to wind up just saying, okay, but if you don't decide you want him or it won't, doesn't work out, we want him back. You know. Why would it not work out? Because the, the the kid is a little, he's a good kid, but he's not, he's got some issues. Mm. You know, he's just one of those people. You know, I mean, that's about the, the nicest way to put it. Yeah. You don't have to go any further. Yeah, that, I don't want to because I don't know much more. Yeah. Other than what I've been told. Well, yeah, and you only get. I only get pieces of it. Sure. Right? Only... But anyway, the, the, the point of this is that, that you're talking about the peeing and the pooping thing. Yes. I, Ross, Ross is great. I take him for a walk in the morning. He does his business. If I take him for a walk at night, he does his business. I don't have a problem with him. And I take him out to pee, you know, on, on occasion, but this dog hikes and pees in, in a weird way. So it's like he lifts up his leg and the pee shoots. Like it doesn't go up the tree. It like goes, goes down the fucking street, you know? And I'm standing there one day. He's, he's I'm cleaning cars. I'm about six feet away from the goddamn dog. And I look down and he's pissing on my shoe. It's like, what, dude, I'm like way over here. What are you doing? You know, and, and, and I, I looked down and I said, ah, oh, Christ. Okay. Well, hopefully it, it doesn't smell, you know, but, but it's like, I'm looking at him like, and he's just like, what? <laughs> Can I mean, what, what? So he has these bones. We, the Chad, the, the, the bio dad has right. gotten him plastic bones and he got him this plastic bone that was this really hard red thing that looked like a bone. And he said, well, I'm going to give it to him here. You can have it. And he starts eating the goddamn thing. Now he's he's about a 45, 50 pound dog. He's not a goddamn Burmese mountain dog or a St. Bernard or a, you know, bull mastiff or something. Right. So Chrissy was walking him, walking him yesterday. And she said, Vinny, I thought, I thought when Ross pooped, I thought he had blood in his, in his poop. And I realized it was a red piece of the bone. <laughs> I started laughing going, oh, that's super. That's close. Ins upon further inspection. <laughs> upon further inspection. And then, and then at the same time, she's, she's laughing because, you know, she doesn't like picking that stuff up. And, you know, you just put a, put a paper you know and put your hand over there and just pick yeah. it up oh, but yeah, she's got that thing where she's picking it up and she goes oh it's hot oh no it's hot <laughs> and then she turns it over and she's like oh the there's smell, <laughs> smell. <laughs> oh my god oh. there's blood oh wait I'm she didn't pass out piece. yeah no kidding <laughs> she passed out and then <laughs> dog would pee on her <laughs> <laughs> from six feet away that's why can we go Damn it! What what the hell are you doing? You want to be a fireman or something? <laughs> what the hell? Fireman Ross, uh, Ross the fire dog. That's beautiful. <laughs> that that was that was a perfect incidence of, of, of that. So, um, next topic. Yeah. Let me see here. Oh yeah, we need to talk about um, the dead, Grateful Dead. Oh, Mike, uh, this is for our famous fan. Michael Water, Walters, my brother-in-law. That's for you, Mike. Now it's not a beer, but it's, Hi, Mike. it's yeah. I've gotten away from beer. I'm some kind of bark thing. Going low, low carb, so I'm doing some kind of seltzer thing. Doesn't taste good, and I don't get a buzz, but I feel much better about myself. <laughs> I really do. And this Coke Zero uh, has no alcohol, but boy, do I feel good. I just rise some fresh. Goddamn zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> Diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid Air Force fitness test. Brr. 
Yeah, I thought your fitness test got postponed to June. It's pushed to September. Oh, it was supposed to be this month, and I'm trying to, I'm thinking, you know, get it over with or whatever. Well, I wanted to lose a couple more pounds right, before sure. I had to get, you know, tested. Right. But now I pushed it to September. But since the scale's moving in the right direction, right. I'm going to hang on for a little longer. So I'm trying to lose some weight. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. It was just opening of a um, wild basin from Ozark Brewery or something like that. Okay. Grateful so, Dead. Well, it's a subject Did quite before. It, slow oh. down. Pull the reins back a little bit. <laughs> God, you always want to be in the front of everything, don't you? That's what I do. Jeez, lead and by I the take front. credit. I take credit. Take credit for everything. It's Your my damn. topic. My topic. <laughs> that was read. my idea. I'm glad I thought of that. I'm glad. I'm glad you told me I thought of that. <laughs> um. Anyway, <laughs> do you are you a super fan of any group? I would say no. None. Not really. I've I've a lot of. I, I just bounce around so much. I just can't like it overly. Like stuck on one thing. I don't have the attention span. Okay. Short attention span theater. That's me. With your host. Mysteries. Mystery Science Caesar. <laughs> Welcome to Short Attention Span Theater. I'm your host. <laughs> What's my name again? Squirrel. <laughs> Vincenzo. Oh, that's it. Vincenzo Serpico. Serpico. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Um, Francesco Vincenzo Serpico III. Um, anyway, what would you qualify somebody to be? As, what, what would you say a super fan is? Anybody that follows Rush. No, <laughs> a minute ago you told me you didn't follow anybody. Now you're. you're I'm not you're, saying me. I'm saying if you're a Rush fan, you're you're a super. You're a super. You're, yeah, you're they're, a super they're, fan. They've got super. They've got fanatic. So I, I was so, thinking. So you it's travel, the definition of a super fan. If you travel extensively over the world to see live performances. You might be a super fan. If you spend excessive amounts of money on paraphernalia, rare recordings, guitars, etc., you might be a super fan. <laughs> if you find yourself awake at two in the morning, instead of going to Waffle House, you throw a recording on of your favorite band and the same song over and over for three hours. Trucking, I don't know the words. Trucking, trucking, fucking trucking. That's the that's the only Grateful Dead tune I know. You might be a super fan. I'm not a super fan. So so, here. if you dress up in attire so you can look in attire, attire. I would never wear attire. Would you wear a wheel? I might. <laughs> I might wear a, I might wear a seat cover. Could you wear a steering wheel in a tire that looks like your favorite band? You might be a super fan. Is it, are those good? Am I am I on I track here? I think you're in that. I'm, I'm. My thing is, this. if you think every other band sucks, but Except your band, band, you might be a super fan. Okay, so now here's the next question. Bring it. Are super fans always right? In their mind, yes. But that's not what I asked. It's not reality. That's not what I asked. Are super fans right? Music is very subjective. Stop evading the question. No, they're never right. Thank you. 
So, they're right to a degree, but they, it's it's what we call in in the resiliency world confirmation bias. We 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 want to believe Neil Peart is the greatest drummer ever that ever walked in the face of the earth, best drummer ever. Right. Now that may be true. That may not be true. He's the best drummer Rush ever had. Wasn't he the only drummer Rush yes. ever had? Okay. He may be one of the best, the best progressive rock drummer. That's probably but a pretty good fair assessment. You could, you could at least possible. make a case for it. You can make a case for that, but you can't make a case for him being the best drummer in the world. He's just not. No. So in in the in the there's a guy out there named Steve Gett. Yeah, yeah. Vinny Caliuta. And they Vinny both, Caliuta might be the best drummer in the world. He's freaking a rick, amazing. Yeah. The best Vinny Caliuta thing I saw was not actually him drumming. It was after a Sting uh, concert, and they get off the stage, and they come back, and they're doing like Fields of Gold or something. Right, right. And, and Vinny comes out with <laughs> a gin and tonic in his hand, a cigarette, and like a, like a shaker. <laughs> He's nailing it. And he comes out and he's sitting there shaking with his with his left hand, sits there, drinks the drink, smokes a cigarette, doesn't lose a beat. And I'm just watching it going, yes, I want to work with that guy. We need, I don't know if you know this, but he has his own podcast. Vinny Kalayuda yes, does? Yes, Vinny has a, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to find it here. I don't see it. Is this like morning, 10 minute morning or something like that? Let me, anyways, continue on with your um, topic, which is super fans. Super fans. And then morphing this into the next subject, kind of. So when you're talking about somebody that's a super fan, you can't tell them anything is bad about their group. Oh, no. They won't hear it. If I told you that, that, Getty Lee has the sound of a 75-year-old English woman singing. Or, <laughs> and you'd go, no, no, he's got the best rock voice ever, man. Yes. He's better than anybody. That's a bold statement. Yes. It's a very bold statement. Now. Yeah. We're picking on Rush fans. but I'm not, I don't mean to be because I right. like Rush. Yeah, me but too. Th this morphs into the next, the next thing. Is it possible that... When you're listening to somebody, you know, I, I'll use this. I'll ask you this question. Mm -hmm. When you're listening to a band and you decide that you might want to listen to more of them. I mean, even though yeah. you don't listen to a lot of music, like you get into what they're doing and you and you become interested and you might do a little bit of a deep dive into what they're doing and say, like, for example, back when I was um, in high school, I had a buddy of mine who was a couple of years ahead of me. And he had really nice stereos. And I go over there and, and, and he'd, he'd play uh, the, the latest group he was listening to. For a while there, it was Gino Vanelli. Oh, and, I love Gino, Gino Vanelli. Gino Vanelli's fucking fantastic. But if you don't, if you listen to Gino Vanelli's like hits, they're not a real good representation of what Gino Vanelli is. He's got mm. some great tunes. Oh, he's good. Yeah. But you have to really dive. Did he do past. Brother to Brother? Yeah, he did. Brother oh, that was a badass jam. <laughs> but the thing is, is that that he noticed those those hits. But for me, the thing that captured me—I don't know if I'm a super fan with this group—but but I, but it, it, this is one of one of the bands that I will listen to if I'm on a desert island. I'm going to have some of this music. Is Tower of Power? Oh yeah, love Tower of Power. Talked about them in the past. I know they're they're a fantastic group. But, but the, the idea behind this is when I first started listening to it, I became—I won't say a super fan, but I'll say a fan 
because what I did was I listened to what he told me about the group and then I chose to do something else and go into it and listen to it and go, oh my God, these guys are great. Listen to Squib Cakes, listen to What Is Hip, listen to this, listen to that, listen to Rocco playing, listen to, you know, Lenny Pickett doing a dance for, for, for What Is Hip, which is hilarious. I don't know if you've ever seen no, that. No, I have not. Oh, oh they're doing a uh, live concert and Lenny Pickett is dressed up in what looks like tucks and tails. And wow. he's, he's doing, and Lenny Pickett is tall. Lenny Pickett is like six, five or something like that. <laughs> and he's doing this dance where he's got, oh, you have to see it. It's, it's, it's hilarious. Anyway, um, I got in, I got into that stuff and I became a, a heavy fan. So I went out and I got all their music and, yeah. I, and now I wound up having it on mini disc, which doesn't mean much good now, but that's, a, that's mm-hmm. another point. But I've had, a, I have a lot of their CDs. Yeah. I'm a big Bill Evans fan. I found out about oh, Bill Evans the day he died. And I became a fan after listening to it, and I got as many albums. I have over a hundred Bill Evans albums, so I don't. I think I'm a fan. I don't know if that I, it's a super fan, but I think in the process of doing this, it's possible for you to lose some perspective. Sure. Let me ask you a question while we're on Bill Evans. Okay. Your favorite bass player who played with Bill Evans. Oh, oh see, gotcha. Well, no. We're, we're going on bass here for a second, folks. Okay. Sorry, we're going to go on bass for one second. Um, Scott favorite. Scott LaFaro still has my vote. Okay. Um. Uh, Mark, um, Mark, uh, Mark Johnson, Johnson and Eddie Gomez are, are second. Now, Mark Johnson didn't have as much work with him. Eddie Gomez had so much work with Bill. It was ridiculous. He was with Bill for 11 years, I believe. I yeah, that's right. Um, and Eddie Gomez had his own style and he was, he was amazingly prolific as far yeah, as a player goes. For sure. Um, Bill, Bill did some stuff with Gary Peacock. Um, Bill did some stuff with Ray Brown. Um, Bill did some stuff with, um, I had another name and I lost it. I thought it was Charlie Hayden, but I don't think so. Miroslav? No. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think no. I think, I think think those were the only bass players. Mm. Um, I may be wrong because um, I'm thinking I'm, I'm Eddie Gomez and, and Scott LaFaro and Mark Johnson. Oh, Charles, Chuck Israels. Chuck Israels. Oh, yes, after, that's right. That's after, right. Uh, after Scott LaFaro died. Yeah. Chuck Israels and then Gary P. Faro died very young. I think yeah. he was 26 or something like that. Yeah, car accident. Car accident. He died on his way home. This was after he did Sunday at the Village Vanguard. Um, Which is a great album. It's a fantastic right. album. It, it's, it becomes his legacy, but, you know, uh, not, not I guess in a good way, but, you know, because he passed away. I like um, Turn Out the Stars. It's probably my favorite album with Mark Johnson. Yeah. Turn Out the Stars is a really good one. I and like I like La Barber. I like you know, Joe 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 LaBarber. Yeah, that's a burning album, man. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good one. Mm. There's a there's a I love you must I need, believe in spring. Yeah, I need that to was, do some transcriptions from that because he's got some great lines. Yeah, Mark Johnson. His, his brother Miles was in the Air Force band. I did not know that. Miles Miles played trumpet. I met him in I met him in uh, Scott Air Force Base, and Miles told me about Mark, and I'm like, what? What? And he goes, yeah, he said, you just missed it by a few months. Mark came out and visited and talked to everybody. He's like, damn it. Yeah. Because I would have loved to ask him. And, and Mark's this. married to uh, Ileana Elias. Right. Who is a great pianist and very beautiful. Oh, yeah. And Brazilian, she, she was originally uh, married to Randy Brecker. Yes. Before, uh, yeah. before Mark. Yeah. Talented musician. Very talented. Yeah. Man. So anyways. We, we, but the, this, this bodes th- this next question. I, you, you know. You could find out being a super fan, and you're or, or a fan, I'll just say, and your your blinders keep you from figuring out whether or not you really are truly liking what you hear, or if it's something like I I listen to, like we'll use Jocko Pistorius as a, as an example. I love Jocko, but as Jocko got older, and Jocko had more 
uh, instability and mental issues. And he, he was playing some stuff near the end that was for him not as good as, as it could be. Right. It was sloppy, you know, for, it him, for, him, for him, you know, still fantastic, but, but, you know, and, and if, if you were such a super fan that you couldn't see that, you might miss those things. So now I'm, I'm going to move it to another thing. Right. Is there, is there a band that you've listened to, um, that you like, but really on the, on the face of it all, they're they're a pretty uh, pedestrian, cosmopolitan, not really you know, not really fantastic band. You know, they're they're okay, but you know, they're not like this this like they're like super intricate musical instruments. You know, they're they're like uh, uh, just a very straight ahead group. Like a shit ton. <laughs> like, can you think of one? Oh, Jay Giles. Okay. Jay Giles is one of my favorite. I think they'd be a great bar band. Okay, that's a, that's a, that's know? a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. Do you like? Do you have? Do you have a bar band that you like? Yeah, Jay Giles is one. Um, holy crap! There's probably a, a million. So, so with that in mind, now we're going to talk about this for my sister and for my brother-in-law. Right. Mike Walters has discovered the Grateful Dead. Oh, sorry, I gave that away earlier. Yeah, you did. God damn it! I tried to talk long so people would go. Oh yeah, that's right. He did bring that up. You know, yeah. uh, about twenty minutes ago. You didn't have to try. I know I can just speak and it just all comes out at once. It's vomitus can, talcus. Yeah. Uh, of, of the, the mouthus from the Acme company. <laughs> um, so he has discovered the grateful dead. And in the process, he thinks the grateful dead are the best things in sliced bread. Now I don't well, know. The, to the what, dead has their place. Well, <clears throat> yes, but the dead are a bunch of guys that when you, if you would go listen to a dead concert, now I'm talking about you now, not a, yeah. not a, not a, not a dead fan. Yeah. Say, if I went, say if you went to a dead, even concert, if it was, yeah, you like said, back in the day, right. You went to a dead concert. Yeah. Do you think, I realize I'm leading the witness, <laughs> but do you think that you would walk away and go, damn, those guys are good. I object. I strenuously object. Well, what's the answer? <laughs> Um, I would probably be so high from the, um, smoke that's secondhand marijuana smoke that I, I would probably go, wow, man, those guys were therein lies the answer. JR hmm. Do, does the grateful dead fans like the grateful dead because they're fantastic musicians and should be held up on a pedestal or is it because it's one way or another they're getting high and forgetting well, about I life. I think it's more than getting high. I think there's a whole there's a whole cultural thing. There's a whole experience but to a dead. But that has nothing to do with the music. That has well, to do with getting together and driving to the next gig, sitting there and going, "Look, there's Jerry Garcia. He's wearing a blue tie. Last gig he wore a red tie." It's built. It's all built on the music. Without the music, nothing else of that culture or that that I would call it a subculture or some kind of fanatic. You know what I mean? What, the, it's like a the music may draw you in, but it's not the thing that holds you there. The their music, music's not that bad. I it's a jam say, band. I didn't say it was bad. It's a it's a three. I didn't say it was it, bad. It's a jam band. I said the music draws you in, but it's not what holds you there. It's the foundation that no, it draws you in. Right. Without it, the music, it, it there's bring, nothing. It brings you in. 
Somebody goes down the street and they see five guys standing there with no instruments. And if one of them is Jerry Garcia, they're not going to stop and find out what's going on. If they start playing music, they're going to stop. Then once they stop, these people will come out of the woodwork like like ants to honey and go, hey, man, these are the this Grateful Dead. You want some LSD? You know, you want some pot? And then it turns into a party. The part of the music starts you on the on the journey, but it is not the journey. I think their re- music or, or their music reflects part of their the culture that's going on there. Don't you? I mean, well, their, well, their music uh, well, is. Well, I, I will I will agree with you, but I'm going to agree with you in a very obtuse way. Yes, I believe that their their music is a cultural thing, but I believe that their music is just like people say the Pink Pink Floyd sounds better when you're high. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm um, not a Pink Floyd. Fan. I love Pink Floyd, but mm-hmm. I've never been high in my life, you know. But um, I've been high plenty, and they're, they're eh. Well, anyway, the 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 point of of the Grateful Dead is that their music sounds better when they're when you're high. It's kind of like a part and parcel thing. In order for you to be at a Dead concert, can you imagine being at a Dead concert and being sober? We well, you well, you'd have to have a. A gas, a, a, air, a, a, oxygen. A, a, yeah, you'd have to have your own <laughs> oxygen mask and 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 not. I'm sure there are people that are out there and, and and do, but that's not part of the the cult. Uh, that's um, not part of this the fandom stuff. Right. The fandom stuff is not you show up and go. This is great. This is great. Smell the clean air and and let me commune with nature. And oh, Jerry Garcia and his nine fingers sound fantastic. He he's a good player, but he's not that good, you know. But I mean. What is good, Vinny? I mean, sure. Well, it's beauty like, is in the eye of the beholder. It, Music's ability is in the eye of the beholder. But what I'm getting at is that the Grateful Dead are not a band you should be... Li- if I'm on a desert island, I'm not listening to the Grateful Dead. There's no Grateful Dead tunes I'm taking with me. But that's you. There might be people that that's all they would want to take with them. because well, it's- I'm not on their island. I'm on my own island. <laughs> well, don't taking- be so judgy about other people's island. I mean, it's my just island. I can people, be judgy on my island people if I want. Dig the dead and the, the the cultish kind of mystique behind it, and people people get in vans and just follow them around the country, and that's how they live their lives. Let's not judge those people. Yeah, they what's have wrong no, with they that? Have no jobs. They probably made a shit ton of money, and they, they were prob- they well, probably were lawyers. I know. I know. And they quit. I know. Bill, job, Wal- Bill Walton. Got is, a, Bill Walton is is one of the one of the people that's a deadhead. Yeah, what's he and, do? He, I'm sure he follows them around. He's, I know, he's, but what's his job? Bill Walton was a basketball player. Oh, oh, the Bill Walton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Sam Walton's brother. You know, hey, Bill Walton. <laughs> Bill Walton. Yeah, who's also on the radio. And when you listen to him, you go, "This guy's fucking crazy." Bill Walton. The first half an hour of a discussion, when they ask him a question, Bill, can you tell us what you thought of the game last night? Well, as I was waking up in the morning, naked and afraid, <laughs> I got up and had my coffee and my. I looked in the mirror. My hair was astray, so I figured I must. I must get some gel. Where can I find some gel for my astray hair? As I turned, I saw a picture of Jerry Garcia, and I knew, oh, there was a dead concert tonight. (laughs) So I went to the fridge. I got some eggs and used scrambled eggs to fix my hair. Does that sound like Bill Walton? I'm trying. Well, a little bit. A little bit. It's, I like. It, I like. It's not as. He's good great as, on the radio. He's fantastic on the radio. He is. You're, you're yeah. riveted, waiting for him to actually make a point. What are you? <laughs> this is a long road. I hope we get to a house. He's a long road to an outhouse. Is what it is. <laughs> Bill Walton, are you here to tell us about the basketball game? No, but I'm going to talk for 37 minutes, and you're really going to like it because I don't have an answer or a clue. It was 1974. 
there were three people in front of me. <laughs> Two of them were little piggies. <laughs> and I, oddly enough, I was not the tallest man there. <laughs> That's after I dropped I, three, three I, tabs of acid. I, <laughs> I have a hard time like being critical of uh, people that are super fans. Look at Kiss. Probably the worst musicians. They are. They're probably the worst musicians um, that have made so much money. Ugh. Oh, God. Oh. But once again, they are a cult of... Oh. There's the... Kiss Army. Oh, Remember God. the Kiss Army? Yep, yep. Knights in the service of Satan. If you listen to the Catholic pe- or the Christian people, it's Knights in the service of Satan. Destroy those albums. You, you can burn those albums because that's where they're going to hell. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was cha- I was channeling my inner Jerry Falwell. <laughs> I thought it was uh, who was the Saturday Night Live. Uh, Sister, sister, uh, what's her name? Dana Carvey. <laughs> yeah, uh, isn't that special? The church lady. It's a church, church lady. lady. Isn't that special? Special. When you burn in hell, with your with your kiss CDs and and albums. Oh, he spits blood. Oh, isn't that special? Isn't that special? Oh, he's spitting fire out of his like the devil. Isn't that special? He's got a tongue that'll touch you in places that should never be touched. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> oh my God, where did this go? Oh. Well, it's, oh. it, it gets back to the people will tell you Kiss is the greatest band ever. They're the loudest. No, well, they're not the loudest, but they try. Okay, what about ACDC? What about them? I think they're a great band. I think they're. I think they're wonderful performers. I would take it a step further and say that probably one of the tightest bands you'll ever hear. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'll, I'll say this: I am not a fan of that screaming guy. You okay, know. so you might li- you might not like the lyrics and the vocal quality, right? I'm, I'm just saying. But when it comes to music, because what well, we were talking music, about, music's fantastic. I'm not claiming that they're the next Bill Evans or no. you know the next uh, Vinnie Kelly. Genre, yeah. But when it comes to a band that listens to one another and plays together, they sound great. Yeah, they're tight. That's a tight band. Lisa can't stand ACDC. It's the same thing. She can't stand the the lead vocals. It's always like a screaming. Yeah, it's some, just it's just someone's it's writhing just, in pain. It's well, it's writhing in pain, and it goes right to the pain centers of my brain. You know? Yeah, it's like it's like it's well, like that's ni- what it, I think that's what attracts young men to that music. It's like the it is because it's like it's rage. It, it speaks to their rage. Okay. And I think to the next level, you go to Metallica, and then you have all these bands that, you know, the guy sounds like Cookie Monster. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, the Cookie the, Monster the, well, voice. The, the, <laughs> like, the dead will come again. Ah! Yeah. You get That's white I think that goes back to... The primal roots of idiocy. Yeah, uh, I think there, I think there is a primal the thing. Guttural primal roots. I of think your there id. is. I think there is. And Freud would be primal. You don't see a whole lot of you know young ladies saying, "Oh, I love and, that and, shit," and or dancing slow to it. You know, <laughs> would you like to have no, this it's, dance? It's, it's angry, oh, angry male, Ang- angry male youth. testosterone, yeah. burning in hell people. And when you have some some of the hip hop, I'm like, I don't get that either. And I think it's the same, you know concept of young men that's just kind of angst yeah you know it's like the sex pistols yeah well the sex pistols were they were terrible musicians oh the worst 
but they were a cultural they were, they were a cultural icon of the late or the early 80s and i think late 70s right Seven, yeah, yeah 70s 80s yeah um, when sid vicious does my way and it becomes a fucking hit uh that's well, it was not, it's in response to bands like yes that were so technically proficient right, right. that were they they were taking rock and roll to a level of beethoven or Sibelius or whatever, you know, it was like very complicated. Right. You had to be very skilled. No one's covering yes. No, 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 no. It's not some of the groups you just do it for the heck of it. So getting back to the dead. You're killing me. Well, dead, eventually, eventually, dead, eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Um, oh, God. Oh, boy. Um, in the words of, of my sister, yeah, you have to tell, tell, tell Mike that it's not the dead are not that good. And I'm going, I don't have to tell him that he should be able to listen to that and figure that out. You know, I said, well, they're not that bad. Well, here's, here's, here's a good question for you. And this is what, what I think my sister said this, or maybe I did. I've listened to the dead. I'm sure you've listened to the yeah, dead. Uh, yeah. Name one tune that they do. Besides trucking. Right. Um, yeah, there was that, um, I will be, I will, survive. I will survive. Yeah, yeah. That, but that was that was a that was a uh, hit. That was a pop hit. Um, da, 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 da. That's trucking, isn't it? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. So, so, so but okay. I'm not. I'm not a yeah, dead fan. Yeah, but that's not the point. That's not the point. Name name three police songs. Um, from which album? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Name three Billy Joel songs. From which yeah. album? Name name three Beatles songs. Yeah. You know, okay. How okay. many how many dead songs do you know? I think I named two. Yeah. I named two. Two. Um bouncing around the room. Oh no, that's fish. Mm-hmm. The, the the Fish is another one of those those uh those super fandom peoples. It's it's they're, they're crazy. Well it's jam not, band. Not, well, it's jam yeah, band okay. stuff. Jam bands are fine. So I mean in a lot of ways, so is the red hot chili peppers. You know, I not, wouldn't not, consider them a jam band, but though. well, but they do they do a lot. And of I know those, a lot those, of their songs. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I love I love the Chili Peppers, yeah. but they they play these these you know Lollapalooza festivals, the, the, the little you know off the beaten path festivals kind of thing. Right, you know, they're that, not that, as I mainstream. What, yeah, I think that's what I mean. They're not as main. Right. They're not as mainstream. If you said Red Hot Chili Peppers to most people, I'm not sure that they're they're gonna pick go. Oh yeah yeah yeah, I like them. You know, I maybe I don't know. I, I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm. I've got a different perspective, and that's why this is this is what it is. But I just I just don't look at the dead and go. Other than trucking, and I will survive. I'm really kind of. I don't know. I, and now maybe if I sat down and listened to more, which I think I have, I just none of them. Captured. Yeah, it sounds like you really haven't done your homework. Here. None of them captured yeah. me. Keep quiet. Stop standing up for Mike Walters. He can stand you, up for Mike. himself. There you go. So, so Mike, the dead's okay, but you know, find another group. May I suggest Rush? Keep trucking. May I suggest Keep Led, on Led Zeppelin? You know, may I suggest you know the Who? You know, may I suggest the Meters? Hmm. And Roots. May I suggest Tower of Power? You know, what, you just don't like the dead. I just don't like the dead. Let's be honest here. That, that's the, I don't really like Pink Floyd. I um, know. Some some of Floyd I can tolerate. I just or enjoy, but I just don't feel a real solid groove with that band. It's very ethereal. Yeah, it's very. It is very ethereal. It's it's one of those things where you have to be in the right mood to listen to them. Yeah, I I, I love the 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 uh, solo for uh, um, uh, comfortably numb. 
David Gilmore's solo. Yeah. That's, I love that solo. It's freaking great. Just, Wish You Were Here is a great Wish song. Wish You Were Here is another good one. Uh, they've got a lot of great songs, and I really enjoyed the movie The Wall. Yeah. I thought that was well done. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, so I'm not, I'm not a like hater. No. But it's that's another one where I think you have super fans. Oh, yeah, you do. You know, you do. Yeah. If there was that's a, the greatest band ever. If there was a Pink Floyd reunion. Roger Gilmore and like, yeah. this, that, or the other, and I'm like. It's David Gilmore and Roger uh, Waters. Ro- not, not Roger, Roger David. Roger David or Gilmore. <laughs> Roger David over under through. Thank you. Drive through. Well, that's how much I love Pink Floyd. I don't even know, you know, know their fucking names. Yeah, okay. Um, Steely Dan. Listen to Steely Dan. That's a band right there. That's a good band. Yeah. I saw them uh, last tour with Walter Becker. Before he died? Yeah, in Virginia. <laughs> good. Burning. Yeah. Fucking burning. Yeah, good. Um, Walter Becker played bass mostly, mostly on that? No, he was playing guitar was he playing the whole guitar? night. He yeah. played guitar the whole night. Um Began sang. He doesn't have the range that he used to have, but it's still there. And and all the players are just here's, monsters. Here's, here's, and here's the a, tunes are the tunes are super. I, I know we're we're going off on a tangent yet again, but you're Fe, off point. Fagan, yes, thank you. You're you're welcome. Anytime. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, thank you're welcome. You, thank as you well. for pointing that. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so Fagan, if you look at him in a picture of a, of a of a a magazine or a headshot, you know you wouldn't put him on that list of. Of you know the David Cassidy's or the he's not you know, the most attractive man in the world Barry Gibb or you know whatever, insert your favorite uh, you know swing and I'm sure he would agree oh I'm sure but then to top it all off you add his singing to that now you listen to Michael McDonald sing and you're going damn that's a voice he's got a great voice mm-hmm. he's just all over you listen to Donald Fagan sing and he has a style and a voice all his own is it yeah. is it is it ple- pleasant I don't know if pleasant's the right word. It's distinctive. It's distinctive. It's you know distinctive. what it is. You know what it is. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's Steely Dan. Yeah. Because it's him singing. You know, but, but, it, but at the same time, there's other vocalists that I would rather listen to. Now, not anybody else singing Steely Dan songs. They, he, yeah. His voice is distinctive yeah. for Steely Dan. You know, but I'm just, I'm just saying he's not, he's not exactly the, but, the, he, you know, in, in, in movies, it's the, it's the, you know, the tall, handsome, debonair, you know, lead actor in, in, uh, you know, music, it's the, the, you know, angsty singer like Jim Morrison or, you know, Roger Daltrey or, or, uh, you know, Robert Plant where they're, they're tall and good looking and have long flowing hair. And then there's Donald Fagan that looks kind of like your uncle, <laughs> not your uncle, but you know, uh, uh, an, an uncle. uncle. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just but saying. I think their their music is has something for a lot of different people because the lyrics have um, a lot of depth to them. Yeah, the, these guys are very educated. Yeah, they're, and, yeah, they're not. You know, it was just like Sting songs. I mean, he yeah, he's got he's got a lot of depth to um, it. Great melodies. Yeah, and tight arrangements. Fantastic. A lot of jazz songs. chords and you know just yeah. the, the changes. It's like stuff. man, you, you just you can't get any better. So I, I think so. I think it's time to play a song first before we do this next section. If you insist. Well, I'm insisting now. Damn it. So okay. here, here's a song that I wrote. It's in 3-4. It's called Cooped Up. Why would you write something called Cooped Up? Are you about to fly the coop? You no. will be. <laughs> yeah, I might. I'm sending your wife home for weeks at a time. <laughs> I'll be I'll be work I'll be working. I'll be the only person in the world that's working. Yeah. Till next week. <laughs> uh, don't help me. Stop helping me. So we'll, oh, we'll, oh, trust me, that's not helping you at all. Oh, yes, it is. Unless you want to follow Dr. Oz's yeah, advice. Well, waka waka. Brown chicka brown cow. Um, so 
uh, we'll talk so about. So what are we doing here? We're, we're, it's, doing? it's in three. It's in G. Remember? Remember the pre-production meeting? We were you were there. What's that? Did I make that today? Yeah, you were actually. Is there sober. anybody else? There? You were actually sober. <laughs> no, because I'm on a mosquito diet. I can't can't drink. <sighs> so th- this is we'll we'll explain the, the the naming after this. This is this is cooped up in the key of G. All right. Thank you. 
Yeah, I'm like going to stay cooped up. Yeah, cooped up one way or the other. Interesting. I liked it. It was good. It was. It reminded me of um, a Ray Brown song. Gravy Waltz? Yeah, that's exactly what it reminded me of. It was Gravy Waltz. Yeah, I, I didn't use that in my head, but you know, now, as soon as you said the Ray Brown, oh yeah, it's like the Gravy Waltz. Yeah. It's, the, it's completely well, different, but just the feel to it. Yeah. 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 The gravy so, wants. So, um, with all the COVID stuff and all the worries, since this is a special report for COVID. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt your regularly scheduled programs to bring you this special report COVID 19. So, COVID 20. God, please no. 19's enough for the love of Jesus Christ. COVID 21. <laughs> oh, help us all. So, um, now with all this stuff, you know, we, we're all basically kind of quarantining ourselves. I mean, with all the things that they're saying. Yeah, we got to live with our choices. We gotta live, yeah, we got to <laughs> live with the people, the people we've choose, chosen. And the offspring thereof. Oh, oh God, please no. <laughs> We we were eating, How's MJ? We were eating food last night. MJ MJ's MJ's been moody lately. Oh, great. Know. Yeah, yeah. After after the the, gar- the throwing of the garbage cans, you know the the, <laughs> the, the Olympic manic dis- not, the Olympic manic depressive sport. You know, I'm pissed off. Let's throw garbage cans inside the house. And Go. the winner, gold medalist <laughs> gold MJ medalist for six feet and a lot of swearing. <laughs> oh Jesus! The Russian uh, judge is giving extra yeah, points for yeah, swearing. Yeah. The Russian judge gave him double points for that. You know. Um, he he's been moody because he's been in a mood of he's he's trying to get a social security disability and it's not working very well and he's getting mad because oh he's dealing with the government it's being difficult right mm. and he doesn't and he doesn't like the government he's about he, they told him that they if they, he didn't get chosen for his for his disability but he can uh, uh, reapply in four months right they said that the reason that he didn't get his disability is he hasn't shown any real work work history so he hasn't gone out and got a goddamn job so if they if he had gotten a job they probably would have said well you know we understand that you can't work because you're disabled but no they just he just said i'm disabled and he's like no that's not the case so they offered him a thing where they said if you do a survey for us and tell us you know how we have done the process and how everything is good. At the end of this, we might be able to help you help you figure out a way to, to get through this um, and what you need to do to, to to get approved. We might not, but we might be able to help you get get approved if you give us an explanation about what you're doing with the survey. So MJ's answer was, "Why would I give them a free survey if they're not going to give me anything in return?" <laughs> What 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 what? Uh, I I they're they're getting a they're getting a survey out of me and I'm not getting anything in return. What world are you living in, sir? <laughs> you don't. I, I, they're asking me questions and I want something for it. How about you can you can get nothing and like it? You know how about a, a, a just a, a a big fucking cup full of shut the fuck up? Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. So anyway, he's been in, he's been in the mood because of that. So Chrissy and I and, and my mother in law. This and this leads into the mother in law story. Connie, the Connie's corner. Story. Oh, Connie's corner. Here we yeah, go. Connie's corner. Hey, welcome to Connie's corner. <laughs> welcome to Connie's corner, where we tell a funny story about my mother in law that I have already told her, so she knows it's coming. So MJ comes in, and we're all sitting there eating some food. 
and uh, he looks at us and says hello, and we're we're just like yeah hi, because you know the last few times we've talked to him, he's been in a witchy mood, so it's like we're not spending a lot of time talking to you. Don't need so, garbage cans flying. Yeah, so he got pissed off and walked away. <laughs> all because all because we didn't we didn't engage. We go MJ, you're home. You know, good to see you. No, hi, <laughs> hi. You know, what are you? What are you guys doing? Nothing. <laughs> oh, fuck off! You know, <laughs> garbage Olympics. <laughs> You're not invited. Yeah, yeah. We're we're trying. We're, we're we're planning the next Olympics sport for the manic depressives. Has to do with the garbage disposal. And now the, the Olympic swearing. <laughs> yeah. String together as many words you can and saying as many expletives as you can. Uh, uh, you know, uh, offending as many people as, as in a minute or less. Go. <laughs> Anyway, I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. <laughs> Give the governor a harumph. harumph. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a good one to me. <laughs> um, anyway, so we're sitting there, and Connie has gotten her version of what is now Meals on Wheels. And they're taking care of her very well. They're giving her oh, fro- nice. frozen meals, and she gets about two weeks' worth of meals. And the, me- the meals aren't just like, you know, just like uh, uh, you know, a plate full of meat and potatoes and a vegetable. It's got the surrounding stuff with it, right? And it'll have like milk. It'll right. have uh, you know an apple or or some chips or um, it'll have pudding and uh, or or some kind of like like uh, uh, crackers or, or you know some kind of something. So she has these little snack packs of pudding. So I'm sitting there eating my food. Right. Chrissy's carrying on a conversation with her mom. I, I don't think Chrissy ate because she didn't want to eat dinner. And mom looks at me and she says, hey, will you reach in the refrigerator and get me that pudding? Is that pudding yours? Because I have to eat the sugar-free stuff. So I said, no, it's not mine. It's, uh, it's, uh, and she had just eaten a bologna sandwich. So she had the mayonnaise over there and she had a knife. Oh, no. To eat a bologna oh. sandwich. All right. So, uh, okay, so I gave her, the, gave her the pudding. Not thinking that she doesn't have a spoon. Not thinking that she was going to, you know, you do something these else. Meals on wheels, people. Don't, they don't, don't have the collide, courtesy. Courtesy. Supply they don't me supply a fucking plastic spoon. spoon. What kind of, what, what's the world coming to? No goddamn spoons. I want my spoon. I want it now. So, um, oh God. So Connie says, thank you for the, for the wonderfulness of, <laughs> wonderfulness of the, um, uh, pudding she opens up the pudding and then she proceeds to do something that all i did was stare and i'll say wonderment at first and then bewilderment bewilderment (laughs) second and then just plain disgust (laughs) thirdly you know she is now using a fork no no big pardon she is using a knife knife to serve Uh, herself pudding that was previously in the mayonnaise (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think about that. No, I'm just disgusted That's you even, even more. <laughs> That's mm. even better. Who put mayonnaise in my pudding? <laughs> tapioca. Who put pudding in my mayonnaise? Tapioca mayonnaise. Oh, what a combination. Who knew? Who the fuck of it? Who fucking knew? The only way you find that out. I wonder how this tastes with There's only butter. one way to find that shit out. <laughs> Take so that mayonnaise knife. She is eating this stuff, and I'm just staring at her. And she's talking to Chrissy, and she's smiling because she's not hearing what Chrissy says. So she's, she, you see her putting up this, this, this knife to her mouth with this... This, this pudding and she's smiling she's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Um, like, I saw a picture on Facebook of oh you. my god it's terrible 
Uh, and then the pictures that I've taken, apparently I took like several at a time. So you can do this thing where it's like a video that plays because it strains right. the pictures together. So you see she's kind of putting things together and then at the end she smiles as she puts it in her face. And I'm just staring at her and she goes, what? I said, mom, you're eating pudding with a knife. She goes, yeah. I said, you don't want a spoon? She goes, well, the knife works. I go, yeah, it might work, but you look, my father used to call them bohunks. You know, I said, you look like a bohunk. You know, what are you doing? She was just happy as hell. So I took the picture and she got, she got a little bit upset with me because Did I took you the really? picture. Not really, but you know, she's like, she's like, I'm going to get you. And it's like, not if you keep eating pudding with a knife, you know, I've got material for years. You know, all I have to do is sit, keep putting that up there every week. You know, what are you gonna what are you gonna oh. do? Eat Jello with a fork next? You know, <laughs> you know. oh my God, <laughs> cereal with a ladle? <laughs> no, what the, what the hell? <laughs> Pancakes with chopsticks? Yeah. <laughs> milk with a spatula? <laughs> milk with a spatula? <laughs> Pour me some more milk on my spatula. <laughs> Oh my God! Let, let's see how this how this wooden spoon works with my milk. You know. Oh God! Please no. Oh Jesus! So so was, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling a little cooped up, you know. And I'm not even there all the time, you know. The the the, the owner of the store is going. Maybe we should close the store. No 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 no. I can work. I'll work all the hours. I don't care. Aren't you worried about getting the cold? No. Are you kidding me? I'll be away from everybody. Nobody will get, nobody will get it. You know. Day two. <laughs> Day two. Special reports. Mom uses tongs. To, <laughs> Mom uses tongs to eat rice. <laughs> Mom uses tongs. Plates of toilet paper. <laughs> ah, oh God. Oh, please help me. Video to follow. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus, God. Help me. Help me. Help me. Oh, sweet Mother oh. Mary of Pearl. Oh. Well, that was a good topic. It's <laughs> a good topic, Vinny. It's a good topic. Well, I'm hoping it was a good topic. Uh, uh, I did write it down. Uh, you know. Lord, you Lord. So, so here's, here's the next thing. Uh, you know, I don't know if I can take uh, it. Yeah. So, oh. So I'm I'm trying to figure out all my medication for you know for the for the diabetes right, stuff right right you know and I've got a very nice doctor and he he's been talking to me over the phone about different meds to feel better and we've been trying to mess with the the strengths and and what medicine we're taking we have to go through a you know a, a process because you can't just go oh these don't work let's go to the next one you have to get to the zenith of it and then go okay right. I can move now it's not exactly the funnest thing in the world because you wind up getting getting this. Uh, um, you know, you're in pain a little bit more than you should be in. But the doctor's really nice, you know. Well, we'll get this taken care of for you. We'll, you we'll give a pin, guy. We'll give a pin, it will work really well. In, but if it doesn't work really well, we will replace it with uh, Lyrica. Okay, doc. You know, so at the, at the end of this conversation, which leads into the pharmacy issue, the doctor said, I said, look, doc, um, um, I've been going through the gabapentin pretty heavy. Um, I'm ready to get a refill. Can you write me another script for the gabapentin? Oh, that will be no problem. I can do that. Uh, remind me again how much you're taking. I said, well, I'm taking the, heavy, the heaviest dose, 3,600 milligrams. Okay, well, for the pharmacy, I need to put down how many times you take it a day. I said, well, um, and the whole time I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, you are the goddamn doctor. You, you have should be my, telling me. Not only should you be telling me, but you have my records right in front of you. You're doing a, a telecom. Maybe he's testing you. Uh, maybe. You know, well, if you say 7,200, you go wrong. It's 3,600. 
<laughs> so I said, well, I'm doing four separate doses, 3,600, so that's 900 milligrams each dose. And how are you taking it? I said, well, morning, afternoon, evening, and then bedtime. Okay, and when are you taking the Cymbalta? I said, well, I'm taking it twice a day, you know, splitting it up in, in, in two doses. Okay, well, I would like this for the pharmacist. The script will be up there with other scripts for you at the, at the counter. I right. said, okay. So I go up to the counter. Now, I, I, in preference to this before I start, you know, I want to say that the military machine of the, of the hospital has a lot of good things going on about it. You know, it's, it's, it's I mean, you know, after paying, paying years of my time in, in service, they're taking care of me very well. It's great, you know. I, and I and I, I want to thank them profusely. So the next next story is designed to tell some silliness, but it's not to, designed to beat them up because I don't want them fucking up my medication. You know? No, you don't. Yeah. So I go to the I go to the pharmacy, and you get one ticket, and they call you to the counter, and they go, "What are you getting?" And you say, I'm getting these things. And they say, okay, we've got these three scripts in for you. Um, if you go back and wait, they'll call you up. We'll put your name up on the board and you'll go over these things and pick up the wind, pick it up at the window. Now this process can take, uh, sure, you know, up to an hour, you know, maybe a little bit longer, you know, but when I get my ticket, it happened to be a slow day there. So they called me right up to the first window, like within five minutes. Going, oh, damn. I said, maybe I've had it at a good time. This is a good, t- good thing. Maybe it's all going to work out. So I, I get there and I sit back down. Now, remember, I'm diabetic and the COVID virus is, is run rampant. Right. And not that anybody has COVID that I know of, but, you know, you're at a hospital and there's, you know, sick people there and, and you really have to worry about some of those things. So I don't want to be here any longer than I have to be. You know, I want to get in there and get out of there and not stay. Now, there happens to be two retirees that are right there with me, and, and one of the guys is sitting there. Unfortunately, the man's going through through chemotherapy. I don't want to make light of this at all, and, and he happens to have a colostomy bag, so he's t- talking to his other buddy and talking about his circumstances. And he seems to be doing pretty well, even though... They, but, you know, obviously his immune system is, is uh, depleted because he's going through the chemo, and he's talking about some of that stuff. So I'm sitting in with my with my back up against the wall, looking over all this stuff, going, "Boy, these I'm sorry, these people unfortunately are you know sick one way or the other, and I just I just don't want to get any right. Know, I just don't want to get anything, and I, I don't mean to be rude, but I don't. So I want this to kind of be over quick. So I'm waiting, and I'm on my phone, and and I, I didn't text Chrissy. We were going to have lunch afterwards, and but uh, no, we already had lunch. It was this was after lunch, um, and I'm waiting uh, and waiting and waiting and waiting. And I'm getting to the point where I'm going, um, I'm a little worried because usually it doesn't take this long. I go, ah, no, Vinny, everything's okay. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. You know, so um, it's taking a little longer, a little longer. And I finally see my name. It was probably, uh, probably close to an hour. It's a long way. Well, and, and the reason I say that is there were not that many people in the, in the, in the waiting room. So that, that I was, if it was, if the place was jam packed, I could go, all right, well, you're just going to have to wait. You need the meds. So I go up there. And I'm talking to the lady who's passing me the, the, the stuff. Now, this particular lady, if I remember correctly, but I might have got it wrong, this particular lady works there. She has some kind of COPD or something. She's got the, the oxygen on her nose, and she looks terrible. But, you know, she's a nice lady. And she, she starts giving me the medication. You have gabapentin, this and this. And I said, yes. And there's this lady off to my, to my uh, left, and she's in some kind of white coat, and she's blonde, and, and she... she looks a little attractive but you know i mean not I, you know I'm, I'm kind of drawn to her because i see her out of the corner of my eye and she's kind of hovering and you know when you go up there to the pharmacy nobody really hovers they're, no. they're busy doing their work so i'm trying to figure out what what is this 
woman doing? So I finally kind of give in and, and turn to the left to acknowledge who she is because I'm waiting for them to get my stuff. And she goes, I'm, I'm really sorry this took so long. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm thinking, what are you, the concierge? You know, I mean, I said, well, that's no problem. She says, no, she says, you, you, you don't understand. She says, we had to send in a, a, a call to Dr. Delima because he put down that you had to take 9,000 milligrams of gabapentin. <laughs> Jesus. And I went, I said, that's not right. She goes, yes, I know. Well, we know that. well, okay. You know, I said, it's 900 milligrams, you know, over four, four doses. And she goes, yeah, we had to get him to change that dose, the script. And I'm like, no, wait a minute. I'm on the phone with him. I tell him Have I'm... you thought about another doctor? Well, I'm considering it at this moment because I may wind up getting, you know, getting a, a really nice cocktail, but the cocktail will kill me, <laughs> you know, if I take 9,000 milligrams of gabapentin. <laughs> seriously think about your doctor. So, so I, you know, I'm like, I'm, this leads me into that subject of, of at this point in our lives of the medical advances that people have made. And... This, the gentleman bass player that was, was at the house today, I told you he was a chemist and he was a yeah. retired captain. Yeah. His, his uh, brother-in-law just passed away. And he before we started talking, he goes, you might appreciate this this because his brother-in-law was a, uh, uh, a diabetic. And he says his brother-in-law got sick and wheeling and he had to have his, his uh, leg amputated above the knee. I'm like, okay, where's this going? And he, and he goes, well, he said he had a kidney issue. And then he's just telling me the stories. And the, the story goes that they couldn't do, they couldn't take care of him in Wheeling. So they shipped him to a, a, a hospital outside of Pittsburgh. And he also has kidney issues, so he had to be on dialysis. And in the process, he's slowly starting to decline because he's not feeling well, his kidneys are starting to fail, his, he hasn't eaten because he just doesn't feel good, he's got a sore throat, and it's starting to all starting to go south, and his blood pressure now dips to like 66 over 40, which is positively, you know, almost dead. Right. right? And, there, and Frank knows, and his wife is a nurse, knows, give the guy some goddamn fluids to bring up his blood pressure and, and, and you know, get him back on some kind of, you know, maybe, a, 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 you know, a, some kind of NG tube so he can get food, you know, and get, take care of his ass. And apparently they didn't. And he moved, they moved him finally to the ICU at the Allegheny Hospital in, in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And he died after all that. And the reason... In, this is a really happy story. Please well, continue. <laughs> well, the, the point of all this... Is that oh, there's a point. Great. There's I've been, a, there's I've, been a point. I've been waiting for this point. <laughs> well, oh, I'll keep going. Playing some nice music. I was just kind of listening to it. You know, I was kind of cool. That I'm just making this shit up. It's yeah, cool. I'm like, it's really good. I just make some you shit know. up. Let's, so, so it's, it's not even a song. It, it sounds good. Keep going. Maybe we can use that as a tune next week. You know, I mean, you know, you're, you're writing while you don't know about it. Boo doo doo da. And then Aunt Sally's lying in a ditch right before this guy dies. Well, apparently the deal is is that there are so many people that were trying to take care of him. One was a kidney doctor, one was a diabetic doctor or gastrointestinal doctor, and then the other guy was a cardiologist because they determined he had cardiac problems, which he said he never had before. But in the process, these three doctors but didn't bother checking into the fact that he's flipping dying. 
fix the whole thing, not just one part of the engine. You get, if you lose the caboose, you'll lose the rest of the engine too. You know, mm. you know, so that, that's the thing about who's doctoring who. That's why I brought that up. It's like, who's taking, aren't, so you might want to think about how you get care and, and voice your opinions when you need to. You're responsible for. You're responsible care. for yourself. That's why I'm asking you. Right. Uh, the, Dr. Gabba Pitton, yeah, you might want to <laughs> call your maybe it's call time, Tricare. Maybe it's time to change to a or doctor. Or whoever you're that, with that, and say, will, will I think I'd like a different <laughs> provider. Maybe I could have a provider that, that, that does not give me 9,000 milligrams <laughs> Jesus, of Gabba Pitton. But kills you. <laughs> yeah. what, what, it's oh, just like Nietzsche. What doesn't kill me will make <laughs> me stronger. stronger. That's right. Yes, thank you very much. It's not about the... Mm. If we know the why, but we certainly don't know the who. <laughs> we know the who. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know the who. That's Roger Daltrey and John Entwistle. And him. So we got one more tune. You want to play one more tune? Do it. it this tune is called Ramp It Up. Um, it's just uh, probably just, uh, you know, it's kind of a, uh, I don't even know what to call it. You know, like a maiden voyage type of a tune. Oh, I like maiden voyage. You know. What so keys is in? E minor. The second saddest of all keys. Second saddest of all keys. <laughs> So that's kind of the bass line, alright. Yeah. Alright. So so I, I don't know where that fits in this ramp it up stuff, but So you know. I notice on your your um your card here, your little Dewey Decimal <laughs> card there. So when I first looked at it, I'm like, oh, this is in three eighteen <laughs> time signature. And I'm like, no, that's that's the Dewey Decimal System 3.18, which stands for tunes written by Vinny. Oh. 3.19 or tunes written by JR. <laughs> Does 19 have to do with COVID-19? Where are you going with this? Yeah. Oh, okay. There's, there's no, I see. There's no tunes there. They're all dead. <laughs> Throw me under the bus on this one. <laughs> all right. Okay. Next week, I'll JR writes that. 17 tunes. <laughs> they're all 60 minutes long. <laughs> Uh, uh, Vinny, why aren't you talking? I don't know, Jay. Your <laughs> tunes are so long, I can't get to the end of it. Shut up. I got more notes to play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, there's like, I thought it was in 3.8. I'm like, oh, no, that's in 18. It's in 3.18. It's 3.18 with strong beats on 2 and 14. Oh, yeah. This is like some kind of Czechoslovakian bulk. 1, 2, bulk. 3, 4, four 5, 6, 3, 7, 4, 8, 7, 8, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's let's play e this. E minor, E minor, E minor. Here we go. All right, I'll start this one off. Good. Thank you. 
It's a little different. It's a little different. It has like a Ray Clay feel to it. Yeah, a little bit of that. Yeah. Some kind of something like that. That's fun. Very fun. 
So what do we got for topics left? Anything? We're, we're about done. Um, grocery store um, planners. Oh, all right. All right. All right. Well, we'll throw this out and then we can end up with this. Yeah. All right. So, you know, as I'm sure everybody does, the craziness that's going on with all the toilet paper Did and everything. Did you see shit. some of the fights? Oh, yeah. Uh, like it's just ridiculous. People just fighting over, um, oh, I have 20 scads of toilet paper and someone's taking one of them away from me. I need to punch them in the face. Right. And, and, and tell, you're not taking my toilet paper from my family. Yeah. <laughs> How many people do you have? What are you, the Duggars? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, those kids are all old enough to shit. I mean, okay, that's eight, eight people shitting in the house. That's pretty bad. But, you know, uh, plus mom and whoever she's with, you know, uh, um, anyway. Ooh, but go ahead. <laughs> so don't you think that are, are, are we the, aren't we the people, the, the, the human race that learns from their mistakes? Aren't Supposedly. we? Well, I don't think so. Because why is it that over the last, you know, what now, two or three weeks, we haven't gotten stuff figured out. It's it's like you're you're opening the barn door, the horse is getting out, and then you're closing the barn door and go, wait, come back. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, come on, what, what what are you doing? You know, so in the process, shouldn't the the stores start figuring out something in order to take care of those? All they have to do is say, limited to one or two. Or items I'll, per, I'll, I, I saw it at Kroger yeah, for Kroger, milk. Kroger eventually. They said, yeah. Why, why can't you create this? Think about this. This works for almost every uh, uh, apocalyptic, well, not apocalyptic, you know, natural disaster yeah. or, or whatever. What are the things that most people need for a natural disaster or they claim that they need? Water, right. canned goods. Well, you're, you're, unfortunately, you're getting a little bit, you're, you're thinking too much in a good oh. way. I'm talking about like milk, bread, and eggs are the things that they, they talk yeah. about. Everybody goes to the store for milk, bread, gas and eggs. Gas and cash is what I... You know, gas, and, gas and cash. Yeah, but, but like milk, bread, and eggs. Are, but if you want to say... Ammo. A, a small... A, <laughs> you can't eat ammo. You know, but you can't eat what you kill. You, know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you can eat your neighbor's dinner. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you kill so you kill your neighbors, you can eat their dinner. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about going to the damn store. You know, fuck that. Give me your food. <laughs> Let's get some ammo. Yeah. Um, but why don't, why don't these stores... Make up an emergency pack. Oh, and sell it. Oh, I'll tell you why. Because somebody will see it and buy them all, and then sell them on. Well, they limit they eBay limit, no, they, for like. No, they limit it to one per person. Uh, they limit yeah. it to one per person. But they create this big pallet of instead of pallets of hand sanitizer, a pallet of a little basket that has That's milk, good. eggs, bread, couple four cans of soup, and. Toilet paper or whatever. If you're going to do that, those are the things you just take downtown and hand out to people that can't afford it. Well, okay, Bernie Sanders. Who's yeah. going to pay for that? The churches. Well, that's a good idea. Oh, see? Oh, I'm not I, such... Yeah, okay. I didn't... Bernie Sanders didn't come up with that. You did. No. You get credit for it. <laughs> Bernie is still, is still trying to figure out how he's paying everybody for a free phone, free college. And, it's my money. That's what I was paying for it. And your money, it. too. Yeah, my money, too. That's right. So I'm just saying that, you know, that makes, makes sense, you know. But I think... The disturbing thing is is the just one. <laughs> no, it, it's the people uh, are so selfish and self centered, and not thinking of other people when we're going through a crisis like this, and, and you're hoarding toilet paper, and you're making sure you're saving your receipt so you can take back the toilet paper. Are you what? shitting me? I bet they are. I don't know that for a fact, but if you're that depraved, that you've got to fill your you have to run to the back of the store throwing elbows to grab toilet paper and load up your cart 
at Costco and bring it up there and I bet you save your receipt and when it's all over you return what you don't use. That's how fucked, you know, that's just like, that's the mentality that people have right now. And it's just the opposite of what we should have, which is, hey, I could probably live without the toilet paper. I could just wipe my ass with a whatever, a leaf or some bark or <laughs> sit on the boudet or just get a whatever. I mean the bidet? Bidet. Not bootay. The bootay boudet. Bootay bidet. But I wonder how much of this stems to, you know, I think in Europe they're not as, they're not going through some of this. They're a little more thoughtful of other people. And here in America, it's people are so just damn selfish because of their damn rights. And it goes back to um, the rights of the individual has now created this kind of really kind of fucked up mentality of I'm so important and not thinking about other people, which I take issue with. Kind oh, of piss, yeah. It kind of pisses me off, you know. Um, yeah. Those aren't your rights. They're God-given rights. But you know what? God has other expectations of you as well, and that's to treat each other humanely and with decency. And there's not a whole lot of decency going on with some of these people. What? What's kind of pissing me what off? Possible imaginative thing? Are you thinking about hoarding toilet paper and screwing your neighbor next to you with the idea that they'll be lying in the street? bleeding from their asshole or whatever, you know, and, and, and you feel better about yourself. Yeah. Serves you right, man. That's my toilet paper, not yours. Yeah. You know. It's just disgusting. How about, Hey dude, I've got four rolls of toilet paper. How you about I some? give you one and I give your neighbor one and I still wind because, up having two. Because all the machines that make toilet paper broke. I mean, what's the big fucking deal? They're still making the shit. Literally. And there's going to be more. Yeah. And then, it's and, just and, stupid. And we're all going to be happy. And there's not going to be a problem at the end of Yeah. This. And I hope you lose your fucking receipt and you have to eat that toilet paper for dinner. Or you, After or, you use it, you fuckwads. Like, or it's like going to Costco <laughs> or Sam's Club. You have, you know, 4,500 rolls of toilet paper for the next 10 years. Oh, we're not taking toilet paper back. Oh, that's even better. I'm sorry we can't take a paper product back. Yeah, we're taking paper product back after the pandemic. Because we don't know where it's been. <laughs> We'd like to tell you, you where it needs to go, yeah. but we don't know where it's been. <laughs> we know where it started. Just go up far enough. Yeah, just shove it up your ass until it comes out your nose. Yeah, that's disgusting people doing that. Yeah, no, 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 no. If, if you are um, a friend of mine on Facebook and you're hoarding toilet paper, please unfriend me because I, I really don't know who you are. Don't want to be friends with you. There's so just no reason to it's, hoard. There's yeah. no reason to hoard. Or toilet. hoard anything. Well, and not take care of one another as human beings. It's just disgusting. On that happy note, should we play our way out of this one this week? You want to play? Well, yeah, let's, let's play this one out because usually we just have a, a stock. Should we play in that one? Yeah, let's okay. let's do um Yep. Bass blues. And C. And C. Right. For those of you all <laughs> your hymns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, two, one, two, three, four. Thank you.
Say goodnight, JR. Goodnight, JR.